slow songs, like for skinny hoes. Can't move all of this here to one of those. I'm a thick bitch, I need tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Pity pat, pity pat, pity pity pat. Look at my ass, it's pity pity fat. And we're back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sorry about the hiatus. It was life, life in. So we was life in and, and things of that nature and such. Mm-hmm. And so, and so here forth. we are. This is Stoop Philosophy. Yes. Welcome Stoop back Philosophy. to the Stoop. Yes. The Stoop has, the Stoop has gotten quite warm. It's actually. gotten quite, it's Stoop weather. It is it Stoop is weather now. dope Stoop weather again. It's Stoop weather. Until and it rains. Right. <laughs> until the humidity <laughs> and the atmosphere decide, no guys, go inside. No more icy time um, for you. That's, that's where we are right now. Sorry. It's all good. So uh, I'm here with my lovely co-host, Jamila. And I'm here with my friend, Tasha. What Hi, up, Tasha. Doing, up, doing it? Where you been, yo? Life Let me tell you, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been some stuff. Oh, um, it's been a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been a month and like a week and we have had... Oh my gosh. So much that has happened in a month and a week. In just you. our general lives. Oh man. We've had a lot that has happened in the last 72 hours. Let's talk about that. Um, but uh, you hear that? I, yeah. I started meditating again. Yes, I'm, I'm about sorry. to do some yoga in the morning. I just yeah. looked over that Russell Simmons book on the shelf and I was like, yes, I'm going to meditate and pray and do yoga in the morning instead of grabbing something to smoke yeah. instead. <laughs> all, 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 all it did for me is it activated my, my uh, SI joint injury and I have been in pain because of stress. In the last seventy-two hours, I need you not to wear the pain. I, 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 I okay. As my the massage pain. therapist, I understand um, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. However, however, what had happened was mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. until I learn a new way. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I told you some ways earlier today. You did. I you did. You, you sent me. You nice sent me links, you know, links and pictures and yes. things. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So, so I get it. I get it. So however, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna just step try to relax. Yes. yes. Take your time. I'm going to relax it's because fine. I got really aggravated in in the situation and I was trying to re- remain neutral in the situation and I'm going to remain neutral in the situation because it's really not my deal. However, I, I feel like, like it not to be my deal. I, I, listen, <laughs> it, it is what it is. And at this point, all we can do is move on from where we are. And the best thing for us right now is to find at least one layer of common ground mm-hmm. and get to that and, and utilize that layer of common ground until another layer is found. Is that, I think that's where we are right now. It's like a cake. Yes. I prefer the icing with a little bit of sponging. Right, right. Unfortunately, yeah. sometimes you got to start from scratch and then sometimes you got to, you know, you're ready to do layers. And I think in this situation, we're at layers. Um, so many layers. I know this might sound confusing to y'all listening, but it's really not that confusing because you can yeah. apply the same method to, to other things that are going on right now in your life. Um, we, we just had some stuff happen that, you know, we just had to get through. Um, and I'm going to, I want to blame it on the Gemini season. Like it was another full moon, you know, like, okay, I can't blame it on that, but you know, it sounds fun, but <laughs> I just when things start to happen, I'm like, hmm. And I notice, I just notice patterns. So I notice that I'm not the only person going through something right now. Like right. as a collective, I see lots of people having disturbances in their personal relationships. Yes. And I feel like people's bases are being shaken. Yes. Um. So it's like, I guess it's just like sifting people out of the way. Right. There, there is, a, there is a a uh, shifting. 
Yeah. Uh, there is a a uh, what's the word I want to say? Um, it's a loosening of a the loosen- people. A, a, like you're you're separating the 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 wheat from the chafe. Yeah. And you know the chaff and the wheat. Right. It's it's, a, it's it's happening right now in this season. It it's happens when the seasons change in general. It happens. Right. And I think that people are in a place where I think a lot of people are not recognizing that it has to, it, it happens this way when seasons change. These changes are going to occur. Mm. And I think people are not allowing themselves to be mentally and spiritually ready for those changes to occur. And that's why it's throwing a lot of people off right now. I mean, because it, it happens. It constantly happens. But I don't know. I just think this time maybe we got comfortable. Yes. And it's just unsettling. Yes. I think at the record that it's happening. Mm-hmm. But I know if like I'm partially in part of like, you know, tarot Twitter and then partial like, you know, I watch a lot of different different feeds, I guess. And mm-hmm. you'll see like all these different shifts going on spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally, physically mm-hmm. and different aspects. I guess, you know, we're here. Yeah. People don't like change. Yeah, change, like change, change, change is that, good, uh, and then and then there's us. the issue with change. Also, is is that people want to be ready for change, and when it comes unexpectedly or not in the form that they wished it to have come, they have difficulty accepting it for what it is, rather than just saying, "Okay, this is what it is," versus what I wanted. It didn't come in that shape or form, so now I need to, you know pivot a little bit to get to where Pivoting I need to be important. in order it is very and you know I need to get to that point where you know I can accept what's happening right now and and make the necessary changes in order to be in line with what I need to do um I posted something the other day that said alignment is the new hustle hmm. it absolutely is alignment is the thing that we have been dodging I think a lot um Everybody's so focused on having, you know, multiple streams of income, multiple streams of hustle and multiple streams of whatever it is and multiple, you know, uh, places and things and all these things that they want to have. But if all if you have all those things, but none of those things are aligned with your purpose, what is the point in doing all of those things? What I is the point? Depends. I think it depends on the people. Like I've been listening to this podcast called The Lively Show for the last, I don't know how many years. And that's always been her thing. Like some people are hustle people and some people are alignment people. And I'm more of a go with the flow alignment. Like the hustle is not for me. Like that attacking of things, things usually just flow to me. And it's easier for me to do that than to go at stuff like aggressively. Right. It's not for everybody. Alignment. I mean, everybody should be in alignment with their, you know, purpose and track or whatever you're doing. But I just feel like some people are just more, they just need to feel like they're doing a lot more work to get to where they need to be. And some people are just more, you know easy going <laughs> yeah and I f- that's where i am I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a person that you know i have multiple streams of income i have multiple things going on but there's not any one thing that i put 100 percent of my energy in um outside of like my my day job mm-hmm. there's not one hustle that i put 100 percent in and it's not because i can't it's because i choose not to at this time mm-hmm I'm working on some other hustles. I have to. Right. One of my streams got cut and I was like preparing myself for when the time happened and it happened before I was ready. Right. So now I'm kind of like, my mind is scrambling, but I know I'll be okay. Right. It'll be fine. See, all this light stuff. Who told you? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I want to cry and tell my mother she lied to me. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, (laughs) and I think for me, a lot of things that have been happening recently for me have also been eye opening and like recognizing people who I assumed in my life were going to be 
more prevalent in my life. I'm starting to notice certain people I've pulled away from and they've pulled away from me. And it's not because we've done anything, you know, bad or anything to each other. It's just literally, we just, we just outgrew the situation. We've done that. And, and I've noticed that in working relationships as well. And I've noticed it in friendships as well. Like, um, there's people that I have in my life who for a time in my life was like, that was like my go-to person. But I've Mm. also realized that, they are no longer that person for me. Um, they've That's become that person too. to someone else. And at first I was like, I don't understand. Like, I don't get how, you know, we were on this level where we literally were each other's persons. Mm-hmm. And then um, we allowed space and time to separate the relationship in such a way that we aren't as close as we used to be. But the things that I used to do with these people they're doing with other people now and it weirds me out to see them do it with other people and i'm like but i was the person that you know that was our thing maybe you were just a stand-in pardon maybe you were just a stand-in they were going to be that person to different people anyway and and some of it i had to think like well maybe that's just the person that they they are yeah and they are that to everyone yeah and it wasn't exclusive to me even though in the time that i was in the relationship with them in that way that it felt exclusive to me and then as I've gotten older, I realized that there are some people, they're going to be that person to a lot of people. I have and, an analogy for that, but I can't use it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> and, and I tried to, and I tried to like not be like, initially it irritated me to see it. Yeah. Um, initially it seems like it's fake maybe, or maybe it's not even that it's, it, seems fake. it didn't seem fake. It was more like. This is like, how can you be that for this person when you were that for me for so many years and we were that for each other for so Mm -hmm. many years to see you build this friendship with somebody else who's had less time vested in the relationship than you and I have had to see you do these things with these people and then do more than what you did with me. And it's kind of like, do they recognize that they're doing that? Um, I don't know that they recognize it per se. Yeah. Um, I think. It, it literally is like they found other people to do it with. Again, time and space me, is a yes. Time and space has a, has a way of of making people forget certain things. Get and comfortable. They get comfortable, and then like the newness of friend, other friendships and things like that, kind of is like you know they they want to they want to explore those things with other people, and and they want to do things with other people, and they're more readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people have you know I I've moved back to Virginia. I had friends who've moved from Virginia to other states, mm-hmm. people who've moved, you know, who after college got jobs in one state and now they live in another state and things like that. Like where it's kind of like, you know, time and space kind of gets in the way. Definitely. Right. And then there's some friendships where time and space mean nothing. Like I can pick up the phone and call, um, people and say, Hey, and they're like, Hey, where are we doing? Where are we going? That kind of thing. And they're like, they're ready to go because they know, you know what it is. Do I call them every day? No. Do I call them like once a week? No. Do I text them like a couple times a month just to check in? Yeah. But yeah. we also know like when we're together, like it's, it's, you know, it's going to be something, Yeah. you know what I'm saying? We put time and effort into it. Um, but then there are friendships like I've had for damn near 20 years with people and they're just different now. Mm. And then you have to, you know, figure that out. But then I have friendships with people who 
I've known for two years and like it's like, like, like it's like an automatic like it was one of those things where we like you could tell like that's tribe you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying like yeah. they they were meant to be a part of the tribe and meant to be a part of the journey and there's some people who you know 20 years in and it's just like it's just different the only constant is change Tasha I was gonna say that before you it talk is about absolutely all the time. absolutely people want to be in control of stuff but the only constant like I just got to the point where I just don't try to trip too much mm-hmm. about stuff changing like I can't control everything I can't know everything there's some days I get up I don't even check my schedule I know my day starts around 11 I wake up without an alarm around 8 and I look at my schedule when I get up when I feel like it. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll be surprised. <laughs> like, like, surprise me. Surprise. Oh, wait, I don't have to be in the 12th grade day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wish like, mine was like that. For the last couple months, I've been traveling a lot for work. I've been in court a lot for work. Um, <clears throat> I've had some major disappointments because of work. Um, and not even because of like my individual work product, just the young people that I work with have, mm. I've had some major disappointments recently and I felt, you know, just, just, it just threw me off basically is, is what I can say. It just threw me off a lot at work as to the, um, the things that some of these kids who, you know, I helped get them home and then they turn around and did some things that they shouldn't have done. And it just, you know, put me in a place where at work I was just feeling, you know, feeling kind of low, like my morale was a little bit low. Um, but I still have kids that I need to serve yeah. at work. So I have I have to, you know, kind of put that behind me and not, you know, um, not give my 100% at work. So that's something that's allowed me to, you know, kind of, you know, double down on getting these kids where they need to be and making sure that when they leave me that they have the a good foundation in place mm-hmm. um because that has that has been a lot for the last couple weeks that's really got me kind of down at work and i've been trying not to let it get to me but you, you know. think it's a reflection of the work that you do or a reflection of sometimes it feels i take it personal and yeah. i think some of it i shouldn't take personal but i do take it personal because the amount of time and effort that i put into my job in general especially like if it's paperwork, uh, <laughs> I don't care about the paperwork. I care right. about the relationship building right. and I care about making sure that they leave me better than they came in. And I think, um, the amount of work that I've done consistently and repeatedly has, has been recognized, right. um, by who it needed to be recognized by. But I think that, um, in, in my case, I've been there two, almost two and a half years and I've gotten, the last time I checked, it was 19 kids home. Nice. And out of my 19, there have been two rearrests. That's, I mean, that's a, not too bad. And those- Zero would be great. Zero would be great, but those two hit me really hard um, because I worked really hard. It's like, did you like being here? Right. And and it was in one and both times they had been home less than 90 days. And so it was kind of wild and they just returned. Yeah, it, it, it was freedom is great, but you want to keep it. Right. And, and I, wish, like... I, I wish I could say what what happened, um... but I cannot say what happened. I could just say that, you know, in, in, in my line of work, that is something that does happen. Recidivism yeah. is a major issue that we have in juvenile justice and so I have to be very cognizant of um 
that it can happen. Yeah. Um, and that the odds are stacked against them. Definitely. And that, you know, when they go home, like I can give them all the things that they need and all the tools that they need, but if they do not use it, it's not on me. And I think that's the last couple of weeks in, you know, because of all the things that have happened that I've had to like come to terms with that. It's not my fault. You did your best. I did my best. I did my best. I did what was appropriate and anything that happens beyond and after that is not on me. And, and it's it, very disappointing. Though, yeah. It's disappointing. You put all this hard work into somebody. You yeah. put a lot of energy into them and they right. just, and if I can, if I could like throw it away, kind of, if I wanted to do it the way that I wanted to do it, I think it will work better, but you know, you know the, the West Indian rearing is right. just, <laughs> just very effective for me. <laughs> Worked on me and my siblings pretty right, well. Right, right. I kept me out of jail. Um, but, jail. Kept me from having kids, too. That, oh, like, gosh. Because I raised these other ones. We good. Mm-mm. Right. I'm straight. I'm straight. Good, <laughs> good. Like, and mm. I, I raised some amazing people. I was like, dang, I wish I could have raised a guy like my brother. I mean, I'm not raised him, but if I could have met a guy like the brother I raised, I'd be great. I'd mm-hmm. be married by now. This Unfortunately, there's only one me and one him, and um, somebody's sister is not doing their job. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Oh gosh! to me. Sisters, get your life together. That's please, all I'm saying. Sisters, mothers, you know please raise up like great men. Just and, raise and, boys to be men. Yes, yes. And the That's thing, what my sister's doing. She's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Great job, Soleil. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like that, I wanted to have sons. Oh, I could see that. And I think that the reason why I didn't have sons is because of the kids that I work with now. Oh, oh yeah. I think that, and I, and I'm, the more I think about it now, I'm like, that's the reason why God didn't give me sons is because. I don't know. I, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I think that's why. You and my brother on Twitter are killing me. <laughs> Just, <laughs> and let me tell you, my my sister in law works in. Uh, she's a school psychologist now, I believe. So she works in like the same, pretty much the same thing, but other side. <laughs> right before that, before they before, go to school, right. Before she works in the school, like a school psychologist or something. So she is. Her training in that family psychology and stuff like that. So my niece, apparently, yeah, she is about to be 13 this year. Giving the business. Giving the business. My brother found out that she was watching twerk videos on her computer. Oh, gosh. And my so, sister-in-law. I have a story about ah, that. Do you really? <laughs> yes. My brother texted my sister and I, and he was livid. He said his wife took them all in the same room and made them watch the videos together. <laughs> And he was like, I'm done. I'm getting off the bus. And that's where I saw you guys talking. <laughs> he was like, I quit. He was and like, I, I was quit. Like, I was like, no, you can't quit can't yet. Quit yet. <laughs> and I was like, but you had two sisters. Like, you should know what you're getting yourself into. Didn't we prepare you adequately? And I was like, but wait, you have one more. Right. There's like another coming. years later that right. you have to. And she's going to be worse. And she's going to have a tag team because her and her brother are only 18 months apart. Yeah. So she's going to run circles around him. Mm-hmm. They probably have a car by that point. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what hijinks they get themselves into. <laughs> Listen, my kids are two years apart. And, uh, and these two young ladies, I love them to death. But we have, so their favorite show to watch on TV is, what's the name of the stupid show? Uh, the little, um, DD4L. What if, what is the name of the show? I don't know what that is. They do, oh my gosh, they're like, they're not twerk videos. DD4L. Yes. Googling. Oh my, Dancing Dolls. That's the name of the, the uh, kids. Oh, yes. those like, oh, yes. I, the yeah, I can't buck, watch that. Bucking videos. My little I can't one. Watch it. 
I walked in the house one day and I walked because like when you come in like through my foyer, you go straight into the family room <laughs> and she was just bugging and I was like, what, what? is going on I, in my I just, house? I didn't even say anything. I just sat there and watched. I was like, yeah, you're not allowed to watch that anymore. She's like, well, hey, I was like, because what I just saw, absolutely not. See, <laughs> My <laughs> and so she be sneaking them now like she thinks I don't know and then her and the older one be talking they be like did you see son, 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 start naming kids and this girl and this girl and that girl oh, and this girl and that girl like I don't so know scary. who these kids names are because you, when they were watching it like I was like okay it's it's not bad but then but it got to the point where it's a little bit more it's like drama a little bit more drama yeah. and a little bit of raunch in it now I and just I'm see like, the clips nah, and I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm good. good I was this lady yeah. yelling I was a dance kid like not to that level like I was in ballet and stuff yeah because my mom was a dancer so I was in a lot of sh- I, I was talking um, just so random ADD I was talking to I worked on a well client it's also a dancer and I was in theater with children for children mm-hmm. and I forgot that I was in this program with Jacques D'Ambois and I got to dance at BAM when I was a kid and I was like oh I did some cool things anyway so <laughs> childhood wasn't so bad oh gosh bam was next door so uh, uh we went there all the time all the time all the time my I forgot school where I was, was going literally with that you walk out the front door <laughs> you make a left boom there's bam um that was we're that close. we went to so many shows at bam we, a whole we bunch. went to so many that. shows sometimes i want to move back to new york i just can't fathom paying that much to live someplace even though everything i want would probably be there yes I think about it often, especially when stuff gets hard. I'm like, I could just leave. Who would miss me? <laughs> I think about that often. I think I think this is where we are, like in our adulting phase. This is like adult. At this point, I think all of us, you know, of a certain age, um, are at a point where we're old enough to be adults. Like we're adults. Am I? Right, and that's and my mother. And my, they keep and my mother me do hates, adult shit, and I'm yeah. trying to figure out why. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> So, no one's stopping me. No, like my parents don't say adult; they say adult, which I think is hilarious. It sounds like addict, right? They say adult, <laughs> and and it's you know that good Queen's English. My parents never use those words with me. Yes, adult, and yeah, um, adult. and I can I switch back and forth when I say it. So sometimes I'll say it one <laughs> it way and then I'll say it the other. It depends on like the like the train of thought that I'm on. But I think we're all at uh, for us of a certain age who are the eldest of the millennials. Mm. We're at an age right now where our parents are starting to retire and our parents are starting to, you know, slow down. Mm-hmm. And we're at a point where, you know, we're going to be adulting for ourselves. And then in I'll turn, adulting for myself for a minute, right, right, right. We're, I mean, we're adulting for ourselves, but I think the level of adulting is okay. They're retiring and their level of, um, what's the word I want to say? Uh, guidance <laughs> of the adulting is going to start going down. Oh, my parents um, stopped that a long time ago. <laughs> right. And it's kind of like we're, we're, we're really truly on our own Actually, at this no. age. It's different. I was thinking about that when I was down the hall. I was like, I feel like at first I was going to say, I feel like we're at the stage where we have like, I don't know what, adulting flight. Like at any point we'd be ready to just dump everything where we are right now and just go somewhere else and pretend we're someone else and just start all over. (laughs) And my mom would say that when we were younger and I think I might be at that same age she was at, but she would threaten to leave us. We could be in the car. Everything could be going wrong. So I'm leaving. <laughs> and she would like go for a walk at night sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, Shut about, I'm moving across the country when nobody knows where I am. I'm going to start all over again. And I was like, she just threatened to leave us. And she, I was like, don't you just go. <laughs> she just, she never left. <laughs> but I get it now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get it. You see that picture? On, it's like a meme. And it's like, 
there's like the lady sitting on the edge of the bed looking real tired in the nightgown so like a round face mm-hmm. she was like I'm at the point of life where I understand this picture now and I was like yes, yes. I totally yes. get the weariness of and, 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 and no one tells you about this stage where you are like you feel the most alone as an adult yes no one tells you that this thing is coming they don't tell you that this level of of uh change in your in your relationships romantic and platonic is coming they don't tell you that the relationship that you have with your parents is going to be different the way that the relationship with you and your children change they don't ever give you the they don't ever tell you about that part there's I feel no, like we're yeah. all out here winging it, man. Right, and like people, I, and this is the age for winging it. I think this is the age for winging it. This is the it for age sure. for winging it. Anywhere between like about thirty-three, thirty-four to like maybe forty-five, this is the most winging it that you're going to do because this is the stage where you really feel the most alone as an adult. Well, it's like when you're at this page where you're not like before. You were always in school. You were around other people. You're in all these activities, so you're meeting people all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, like you go home, you go to work. You're less interaction unless you're in a lot of like cultural or social organizations you meet people a lot less and so we spend more time by ourselves unless we're already in relationships Mm -hmm. unless you're outside putting yourself out there less more people are probably not and we have all this time to be on our technology and not around people so it just isolates you even more than it probably would in a normal situation right and 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 for like i feel like or I, a different I, time, probably. Right. I think if if, if this was happening in like the late nineties, it would be different. Oh, definitely. People were because going out more. social media has also changed the landscape as far as how you you it's cultivate relationship people. Oh, with people. Yeah. And I it can also meet you online. right, right, and it's and still very strange. Yes, and I, I I just feel like you know at this point in my time, as far as an, being an adult, this is probably the loneliest I felt as an adult. Um, and, um, I don't know, like, I don't feel like it's something that I'm doing. So as I say, is it by choice or is it by force? I think a lot of it is by force. Mine is by choice. And like, I was talking to somebody the other day and I basically, and I was telling her, I was like, you'll see me in a room full of people, but I'm not saying anything. And Mm -hmm. it's not because I don't have anything to say. It's because... I read the room and I decide whether or not I want to be involved. Right. I want to engage in what's happening. Um, because a lot of the times I, I would rather observe the room Mm -hmm. and I learn people by observation and I'm observing whether you realize it or not. And just based on what I do for a living, it's hard for me to engage, especially when I see a situation is, is volatile or potentially volatile, or I see a situation that is, um, one-sided or jaded or anything like that like i don't want to i don't want to be involved i think my problem is i am jaded Mm -hmm. from the relationships that i have been in Mm -hmm. i feel like i've learned and experienced enough that it makes me very protective of myself and i'm still trying to understand like why did i have to go through these certain relationships is that the point like yes i'm a people like helper pleaser kind like doing too much for people kind of person Mm -hmm. and these last relationships have definitely closed me up more so i definitely Mm -hmm. don't trust people the same and people keep showing me not to trust them. So right. I was just like, you know what? Keep my friend circle small. Right. I and, know and, who and that's trust. something that I'm, I'm having sometimes to. Sometimes I just rather be alone. But mm-hmm. part of it is that I'm with people and around people in an intimate space on a daily basis that I definitely need time to recharge. Mm-hmm. And so I have to choose times and spaces to be around people. Like I was saying to my sister, I was like, oh, like, because I'm like that, I'll go home and I'm like, I'm okay being in the room. I might not even play like the TV or the music might not be on. I decided to read more books lately. I was like, I was just finished reading 
Tia Williams, the perfect find. Mm -hmm. And she's going through the same phase. Like she's 40 and just separated from her fiance and trying to find herself. She doesn't have a 401k. She starts dating like this 22 year old. They fall in love. It was an amazing book. It made me cry. Some people, uh, somebody sent it to me and said like, you need to read it. And I was like, that and then. like cinematically. It's really good. There's another one called like the American Oh, gosh. American Marriage. Yes. Tiari Jones. Yes. I started reading it, but I haven't finished that one. Maybe I'll read to that one next. I, and and I said, those are the two books that I want to read over the summer. And that then book, I loved it. I'm going to read it again. Yeah. It so, so I said, good. I'm going to take some time to read those over the summer. I saw all the errors in it, though, and that bothered me. There's a lot of like, <laughs> little errors. But she's like in that. I was like, I don't think I've ever read a book where someone was like, maybe because I'm older now, like in that phase of trying to like find yourself and rebuild yourself mm-hmm. after 30. Right. So it's like, oh, okay. So maybe I'm not too crazy. I, just, I still haven't gotten my guidebook in the mail, so I don't know when it's coming. Right. But, <laughs> but until then, I'm winging it. And okay, so like I'm not too crazy. And maybe I have to find me a 20-something-year-old, 20 29 or something to make it work. Maybe my soulmate is still not ready. <laughs> Your soulmate is graduating somewhere. college. Um, <laughs> oh, please, God, just no. saying, Okay, just master's saying. Pre-college yeah. level, or at <laughs> <laughs> <have> questions. Right. <laughs> I, I, no just, I just need to know what cautions <laughs> I, I need to be aware of. Should like, I be what is happening? For? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's what I was saying. I went to the to the hallway. I was like, I realized last year my mom had like five or mm, like five different health problems, mm-hmm. and that's when I was like, oh my god, I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that's single. All my siblings. I'm fucking responsible for this. And if something happens, like, yo, I could lose my mom. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like, because she's also older, she's in a relationship, but I f- it feels like now definitely the tide has turned. So she'll like, she texted me today and she like scared me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. But we both were, it was, a, it was, we're having a similar situation where we're both finding that like our intuition and our perceptive traits are getting stronger. Which is like, I feel like it's like a family gene. There are some very intuitive people in my family. And we've always known that. But for both of us at the same time, simultaneously today, we've been having experiences where we're hypersensitive to something that's coming. So when she said it, it like scared us. Okay, where's the brother? Where's your boyfriend? Where's my sister? Okay, just pray. Pray for discernment and covering. And we'll go from here. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But I also feel like now I'm doing a lot of mommy work for my mother. Mm-hmm. Which and that was, that was the thing I was going to say. The thing about adulting is you find yourself in situations where you have to be the adult in a lot of situations and your parents, it's not like they're not adults. It's no. that sometimes you have to be, you're, you have to be the clear, concise a person and in the I room. Not sure and, if I'm ready for that. Right. <laughs> and like, you know, when, when my mom called me, it was like, Hey, I need you to sign some papers. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, Oh, just come to the house. You got to sign some papers. And then that she sounds like, like that we need to talk, and I hate that. I might right. not show up. <laughs> I, I was I'm like, I was you like, do not, we need to talk. Me, I need I'm you, not I need coming. You to sign, it was literally, I need you to sign some papers. And the crazy part is, um, my biological father called me around the same time. Was like, I need you to sign some papers, and I'm like, like. What what is happening? See now like, I'm concerned because my I dad know. hasn't called me to sign any papers. That means right. I'm not getting the house in Brooklyn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I need to talk to? <laughs> so I was like, okay. So it's in the will. I was have like, I made it to will status? Because no, because no, that's the thing. That, that, I didn't even think will. And the reason why is because when we were insurance. When I was about twelve, my parents sat me and my two brothers down and was like, "Hey guys, so this is our will." We need you to see this so y'all know what's about to happen. My mom said it's in the notebook. There's a family notebook. 
It was all our documents. Let me tell you something though. My, my we saw this document when we lived in our own house. My sister and I saw it, and it had everything but our information. So it had like my brother's like birth certificate. It didn't have my sister and I. So we were living. There's a lot of times my mother keeps leaving us out of stuff. Like one Thanksgiving, we went to my sister's house, my brother's house in Florida. And she had given our sister-in-law her mac and cheese recipe, which my sister and I had never gotten. We almost had a fight with my mom in the kitchen. Oh, gosh. That just, that just sounds like an issue. Like, that's like, a, it's like mom, hold, hold like, up, she hold eat, up. You sit down right now and email her. Get on Facebook and email us the recipe. <laughs> we were, it's still in my email. It's in my, uh, what's that? The notepad app. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Cause like, like, but with my parents, they, they, they sat, they sat us down. We were like, when I was like 12, 13, they sat us down and was like, this is what our will looks like. And they basically laid out what was in their will and what we had to do to get anything once they passed away. Mm-mm. And so we knew what the expectations were. Cause their, their will was like, uh, don't play with us. That's literally how uh, we, when we got out, we was like, dang, that's like, a lot. Oh, mom, know. like, are you like, y'all not like, it, it's gotta it's gotta be this and they were like no no there's no if ands or buts if it's not this you get nothing so and it literally do that. It, was, it was tied to education it yeah, was like you gotta have a degree or have military service outside of that you have nothing is that why she keeps pushing to finish this degree oh, <laughs> stay in the will Tasha <laughs> stay in the will we need you to stay in the will I need some place to hang out you just can't so, be on the street because you're it, no no it just says we had to have a, we had to have a college degree it didn't say what level it just says college degree my hippie parents were like so. you need to go to college but they didn't say I needed to finish no right and then I was like I think I'm interested in web design and graphics my set my dad is well my birth father is a graphic designer illustrator and my stepdad was a self-taught web designer not designer but a computer programmer they were like don't go to school I was like, who tells the children not to go to school for something? But I get it now. But right. yeah, they were like, you just need to, you know. Yeah, my parents are like, yeah, it's this or this or you get nothing. And we were kind of like, huh? Why? There's so many things that couldn't. I'm sorry, rewind. So that's not coming again. Never mind. He's going to come ask you anyway. It's fine. Oh, gosh. I'm not even, you're not putting me in that one. It's fine. I'm used to being the problem child, so I said it is my fault. No, ma'am. Nope, not doing it. Mm-mm. All you got to do is win the lottery. It'll be fine. Right. Um, I have to actually play the lottery to I win the lottery. I to check my numbers. So, but yeah, so we, we had the conversation. And then my biological father came and was like, hey, I need you to do the same thing for me. And I was like, <sighs> so you're responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. You look like the responsible one. That's what they said. Um, <laughs> At least we're on one accord. <laughs> what they said. I kind of was like, you sure? Guys, it's, that's, that's, that's a thing that I think is, it's unfair. Yeah, it's I mean, definitely unfair. It's one of those I mean, things that you just got to take it unfair. on. Like, I, to me, it doesn't bother me that I have it, that I have that responsibility. In a sense, it doesn't bother me. But then at the same time, I also look at it as um, you just want to do what's appropriate for everyone without feeling like you are spoiling people or people yeah. are getting over on you. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that I think is going to bother me the most is that I'm responsible for so many siblings because between my mother and my biological father and my stepfather 
there's 11 kids that I am now responsible for in their in their passing. There's only six in my Brady Bunch. Yeah, so I'm only there's really 11 responsible for two of those. Yeah, and with the 11 that are there, it's a lot of people. And the y'all. crazy part is, it's like <laughs> out of the 11, I'm the second oldest out of all of the kids across the parents. Me too. Maybe that's I'm the why second we oldest. Yeah, I'm the second I'm also oldest. The oldest girl. Yeah, I'm the oldest girl. Oh, that's why we're friends. Right. Is that- <laughs> Yeah, I'm, every week we find yeah, some other reason. Or some other reason. Um, but yeah, like I'm the oldest girl, and I'm um, second oldest in general. And it's kind of like the responsible one. I'm, I'm You're like, chosen one. Yeah. And 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 the choosing, I was like, why? Mm. Like for what? You, you get. Oh, I won't say that. Never mind. <laughs> and and I'm okay with it right now, but I think in the event when when that thing does happen it's kind of like i don't want it i have to be an adult in that situation in a way that i don't know that i'm ready to be the the that time that person right in that time i don't know that i'm going to be ready but i'm going to have to be that person that's like, going to be like no everybody's going to get their equal share yeah. everybody's going to get whatever they need to get no you're not getting more than anybody else and no i'm not going to award myself more because i have more responsibility no, in it either I would divide and everything and, evenly. and and then you have to think like you, your parents are going to start to decline at some point. And then it's like, you're the person that's responsible for that, that level of care My for them as well. I this conversation with me at church one time and I was like, we're not talking about this right now. I was pissed. Right. I got so mad at her, but I get it. Like, I know there's a notebook, you know, the information's in there. If I ever need to find it, like the will and mm-hmm. all her insurance information. Cause like but... for me, I have like my, my grandmother who I... I don't want to talk about her too much because I'm going to cry because I do that. that is a person that when I think too hard about her, I will cry. Um, she has dementia. Yeah. And so the person that I grew up with is not there mm-hmm. most of the time. And then you'll get glimpses of that person and um, watching, you know, her decline is kind of like letting me know, like if she's declining, that means my mom is not too far behind in the decline not saying that's going to happen like tomorrow but you know it's going to be a few years it's going to start to happen and it's kind of like i i it hurts my heart to see it and then at the same time i'm like okay that means you know that i'm getting older and to a point where this is going to start affecting me differently it's hard to see our parents and it's a vulnerable state right the fact that we have to be the ones to take care of them right is even more like stressful. Like this also, I'm sure there was a page in the manual about which y'all didn't give me. So right, I, I, <laughs> I don't have it either. So you know we're on the same boat. I don't, I don't have think, it. and I feel like I'm the I'm always the go-to person for my siblings, the person that keeps the calm and like, okay, what are we gonna do next? This is what happens. Like I'm always gonna find solutions. I don't know if I would be capable of doing. Like at this moment, I know I can't. Like after losing my sister like a few years ago. I know right now if that happened, I would not be capable of handling it properly. I think for, if anything were to happen to any of my siblings at this point, I think that I could handle it, but I also know there there would be a level of break in me that I don't know if I could come completely back from. Would I be able to handle 
the the planning and all the things. I think the natural mode for both of us would be to take care to, of to it. do it, but, but then, then it's also going to be that breaking point. Because I've had gonna that, that happen in the last two years for me. Right. People and, are like, oh, you're different. Yeah, I have. I'm not. That bitch is gone. She ain't coming back. I'm sorry. If you want this, the the easy to go with Jamila, she's gone. I'm sorry. But and, and life and down. life does that <laughs> right. And and you know life be life in and sometimes you just have sometimes to. Sometimes people be fucking up though. Yeah. <laughs> life be life in, but the narcissist be narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> and they be tap dancing all over your shit, and I just I am done. And I, for my me, level I, of trust for people lately, right? And, and and sometimes I think people don't realize that if you clear away all of the the things that are going on, and you start looking at common denominators, and the common denominator is not necessarily the common denominator that you want to see. Oh, sometimes the common denominator is something that you keep overlooking that causes other people to make and do things that they normally wouldn't do. But if you removed yourself out of the situation, they would be doing different things. Um, and I think sometimes that people don't see the 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 plank in their own eye for the splinter in yours. Oh. And sometimes and people tend to get in their own way a lot of times and in that getting in their own way, they don't realize that they're the catalyst for behaviors that people normally would not exhibit. But they I never take responsibility people, for those things. If I and had they, been kind and nice and sweet to you all this time, and all of a sudden you think I'm a raging crazy bitch, you need to check yourself because what did you do? People say, oh, somebody said this about you. I'm like, yeah, but what? Did they tell you what they did to me? Right. Because that's they, not they, my normal right. mode either. <laughs> right. And, and I try, like at work, sometimes there's things that happen and people are like, oh, such and such said da 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 da. And I just look at them and I won't have a reaction. And they're waiting for a reaction and I'm not giving them a reaction. So they don't know. So they start making up stuff about how I feel. And I, I hear stories about me at work all the time. No. And I'm like, oh, word? Okay, so let's talk about this part of adulting. So, like, I don't want to say how old I am right now. <laughs> like you know 20 plus plus anyway so <laughs> i felt like i feel like i keep engaging or get finding myself in situations where i am not engaging myself with these people like intentionally but finding that i am okay fuck it i'm 40 right so why am i having teenage problems at this age with people in their 30 to 40 range like why this is some stuff i've never had to deal with in high school or college that i'm dealing with now and i am so confused like the older we get the stupid and younger we get or maybe we've never grown up no i think it, it also what is very different i think now with our generation is that our peer group is not necessarily our age group. Heck no. And I think that or also the maturity change, group, right? Or your maturity, <laughs> like, your, your like, maturity group is not the same. Sitting here on my chin, like what is happening? And, and That's so, why I stay home by myself. And, and, <laughs> it's safer for me because y'all are crazy. And, and and we have our peer groups tend to vary in age, and yeah, sometimes definitely. it it causes issue in the fact of we think that they are of a certain age. And when we were of that certain age, we had a certain level of maturity and they may not have that level of maturity. And part of the reason why they've not had that level of maturity is because they have not had also the life experiences that you have had. There's certain people who, you know, you know, on paper, their age is 30, but you know, they're, they're like 12 year olds. And then you have people who are in their forties and they are 40 year olds in all general senses of the word as far as experience and things that they've done in their lives but there's other people who kind of like teeter totter they never really kind of stay on the same page that's why i don't say page. how old i am 
people don't think they, they, they look at me and I'm like, oh, you don't look your age. And I'm like, I don't feel either. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing at this age. Nobody told me, but it doesn't feel like it. So I'm just, you know, whatever. But also like some days I'm like, I feel like I'm 12, but those are moments. Those aren't right. my whole days. Right. There are moments like, oh, like I want ice cream. I'm gonna get it. And mm. there's nobody going to tell me no. So <laughs> I set myself, but then I have like this inner parent, like, you know, you're not supposed to be eating ice cream at two o'clock, whatever. Right. So <laughs> and, it's, like, and like, that's one of the things that I think for me, like I have a lot of, like my my peers based on like my job and based on like my part-time job and just interactions with people i have people that kind of vary in age like around like later 20s to Most people like in their fi- like, like in their 50s, 50s. like That's i have friends who are in their 50s who are like really good friends yeah and then like the majority of like my like really close-knit friends are within two to three years of me yeah. up or down um and it is, it, I think that's part of one of the reasons why there's a lot of issue um, in adulting in general now, because that has not always been a thing where that you've had the wide friend. range yeah. of friendships and things that you have. I do. I have some friends that are closer to 50 and some that are like early 30s. And it always surprises me. It's like, oh, that's my little sister. But like, we're really good friends. So like, it's always kind of weird to me that that's happening but not that's not weird like it's definitely a great friendship but it's like oh i feel like sometimes i am the older sister sometimes we're just at the same level mm-hmm. her maturity level definitely is probably higher than some other people right so maybe it's just that we are meeting at common ground right and and, and kindred spirits and such right and and you like i said there's some people who you are in friendship and relationship with that just are meant to be there yeah. and it feels like the right thing at the right time. And I never have to think about how old you are. Some right. people are like, you how old? That's why I will trust you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have not learned anything. Yet. Right. You still you still a baby. Um, but I don't ever want to I don't ever I don't like to, to do that to people because I have, no. I have I have ones that like I have one young lady, I call her my little grasshopper. Um <laughs> she's so funny to me because she is definitely trying to find her way in the world. She's like she's about to turn twenty six. And we don't talk all the time, but mm-hmm. when we do talk and she'll tell me, oh, da, 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 and just rattle off all the things that are going on. And I, f- I find it like comforting to know that one, she trusts me enough to tell me th- these yeah. things. And then at the same time, I'm like, man, I remember when I was her age and things that I was going through at that time to, you know, to, to like give her like little tidbits, like, Hey, yeah. Make sure that you, you know, self-care is important. Make yeah. sure that, you know, you're worried about you and you're, you're, you're sticking to your goals because I think around that age is when I started to like lose myself a little bit. Mm, and yeah. there were some things yeah. I had, I had previously in the years, like my early twenties was a lot about a rediscovery. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's when I got back in contact with my biological father and his family and things like that. And I had to do that because I had gone through a, a intense depression and part of getting out of that intense depression was I needed to reconcile that relationship. Should we talk about father's during father's day? <sighs> I don't know. We might need There's the not really much it. to say about my biological father, except for he exists. The relationship is strained still like in a fun. sense oh, there we are recovering it now like my kids are very like they want to meet him and oh, i've my. and i've kind of made excuses not to allow him to meet them mm. in person like they they know of each other yeah but they've not met each other and part of that is because i know the level of disappointment that will occur 
Mm. And I don't know if I want to subject my kids to that level of disappointment when they've had consistency in their yeah. life. Yeah. And I don't want them to I form mean, uh, I'm going to say almost illogical, an, atta- an illogical attachment because I know what the end result of that thing is going to be. I don't know. Yeah, I get that. I get that totally. So for me, like that, that's my issue with that. And I think, you know, he is who he is and I've, I've come to learn <laughs> who he is and not just based on the opinions of my mother there are things that i have learned for myself and things my that he has done for your himself mom is poisoning your mind against me and i was like no she's not and it's weird how that will echo in life like someone recently told me they're like oh somebody's in your ear and i was like no i'm in my own ear like it's nobody telling me my mom never said anything derogatory about my dad but she would always like you know you can see for yourself right and i was able to make my own inferences and she didn't tell me anything until i was like 18 anything about him that i couldn't uh-huh. figure it out and then i found some of her diary sorry mom she burned him doesn't matter but i like read that to kind of see like how her like relationship was and i was like oh so i like, got this picture but then he let me down enough times right that i just own. right, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, i don't need anybody else to tell me that you're not gonna come through so right <laughs> and like... I, I, at the time when i when i pursued like having a relationship situation. See, I think about that every once in a while. Maybe I should be trying, but like, you know my number. It's not even, it's the try is not even, the try is there. It's just that there are some, there's some things that at the time when, like I said, at the time when I pursued looking for him and it was, it all kind of like fell into place really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, it It got to the point where I had, there was some there was depression there was a, a a period of depression there was a period where i kind of went missing for a couple of days weeks mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and i literally said nothing i sat in silence for the most part for like two or three weeks i said nothing to no one i the person who i was staying with i talked to her but it wasn't really like real conversation it was kind of like are you hungry? Do you need to eat? Hmm. She hmm. kind of let me be in her space. Me friends. And she, <laughs> she, she allowed me to be in her space and she allowed me to, um, kind of work through what I needed to work mm-hmm. through. And I didn't realize that I needed to work through it. Yeah. Um, until I had like an incident with somebody, the person that I was seeing at the time had made, some demands on me sexually that I was not comfortable with Mm -hmm. based on some, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, some, I don't even know the word I want to use for it. Yeah. Just demands that I was not willing at the time to meet. And it became a thing for him. It was something that he just could not like, go um, past and it was you know to the point where he was like leaving weird messages on like my phone at school and he was like i don't understand and i can go get it from somebody else and you don't okay. have to do it to, so and 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 it triggered something in me super deep mm. and the thing that it i don't think it was meant to trigger what it did but it did but it did and it triggered something in me very deep. And it took me probably almost a year to, to get myself to a place where I was okay again. Take and um, 
like I allowed myself, like my grades suffered at school. Um, I just, I literally didn't know like if I was coming or going for a very long time. And that's another part of adulting is like when you have these existential crises, like no one tells you like how to navigate them in a way that you are okay in the end. They you never over, give no, you that. That is not, that's Get probably the over worst it, whatever. advice. And that was the first time that I had actually <laughs> sought therapy and mm-hmm. like honestly, because I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. Um, and I had gotten to a point where it was just hard. Like I just could not, like I literally would wake up in the morning for months just wake up in the morning and kind of like go through the day with no plan, no nothing, just, just, just living and being, but not having any specific thing that I needed to accomplish that day. Mm. And it took, it literally took like a year. Um, the relationship that I was in ended, um, as a result of that demand that I could not meet at that time. Um, the I got um, put on academic probation at school. I went back to live with my parents, and that was not my intention. I I was I working. I think I was working, but not really working. Um, this is when you met your dad. This is right period? before. This is right before. Oh wow! Um, and it it, it was it, like rock bottom. It was. It literally had got to put the, the the sexual demands that he was making on me triggered a memory that I had pushed suppressed suppressed and it it wasn't I can't even say that it was suppressed it was there Mm -hmm. but I just didn't think about it yeah it was one of those things like it was there but it's in the background I didn't really focus on it whatever and then when he said this thing and kept saying it kept saying it 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 like made me relive this thing over and over and over and over again for months yeah you can't can't escape stuff sometimes and, so you have to face it at some point right and and the thing about it is it was just like back up. it kept coming back it kept coming back kept coming back and it just wouldn't go away like i wasn't eating i wasn't sleeping like my roommate was like roommate was very worried because she was like you you need to talk to somebody like right. you got to do something and i just kept saying yeah, yeah i'm gonna be okay i'm gonna be all right and i and initially i didn't recognize it as depression initially mm-hmm. i didn't recognize it as as anything i just thought that you know i just needed to figure out a way to silence that memory and silence the, that not that memory those memories right. and i needed to silence those things but it's just like it kept getting louder and louder and louder and louder and it just to a point where i was just like i am going to fall apart like literally standing at the top of the steps and imagining myself at the bottom oh, of the geez. steps and 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 getting myself to a point where i was just like yo i'm not thinking about suicide but i'm not saying that it is not like a thing you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i wouldn't focus on that i wouldn't let myself think too hard about it i wouldn't force myself to go like move past the thought about it so how and, did you get through that? And it literally, I was like, I, I had to figure out like, what do I need to get me past this point? How and I, cause, and the other thing that I, that I did stop doing was I stopped looking in mirrors. Hmm. And it it was a thing like I just I just could not look at myself in the mirror for months. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. Hmm. If I looked at myself in the mirror, it was just to make sure that my hair was okay. Other than that, I didn't oh, wow. look in the mirror. I didn't put on makeup. I didn't do any of those things. I would wash my face in the shower. I would do everything in the shower to avoid Get having to do it in front of, of the mirror. 
And I was like, I need to be able to look at myself in the mirror. And one day I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I don't recognize these features in a way that makes sense to me. So what did you do? I told my mom, I was like something, I don't know what it is. I don't know. And she just kept, she just kept she kept saying things like, pray about it. Just pray about it. Just pray oh, about gosh. it. And I kept saying, that's not what I want, right? That's not what I want or need, need right now. I need something else. I don't know what this thing is. And I ended up going back to school and I, I was not focused yeah. in school um, that whole semester. And that was like 2001. Oh, wow. Like fall of 2001. For From 2000, the fall of 2001, I didn't go back to school until summer the following years when I went back to school. So did you go to counseling before you went back to school? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Did that help? Yes. Okay. It did. Um I found somebody that worked on a sliding scale because mm-hmm. I knew I did I couldn't afford it. Right. I was still on my parents' insurance right. and I also didn't want them to know that I was doing it. Oh. So I would go to work, go see somebody <laughs> and then come home. But I wouldn't tell anybody where I was between the time work ended oh, and gosh. going home. Um, but yeah, I went to go see somebody and she she was very different. Mm-hmm. Um, she's one of those people who she didn't she didn't like sitting in the office. So take like, you out? Mm-hmm. Okay. We would go like for walks. Therapy? Yeah, we would go for walks. Okay. And we would walk and talk. Which I found to be easier than sitting on sitting yeah. on a chair talking it's like to somebody. An interview. Mm-hmm. It felt less interviewee. It felt like I was talking to a friend. Also helps you move through the mm-hmm. emotions. the emotions, and I didn't get to pause mm-hmm. and sit in an emotion. Um, and she yeah, asked I me, "Go to get my degree. Look at that." <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those things where I had to sit down and talk to her and say, you know, tell her things. And she was like, "You know, have you thought about looking for your father?" She was like, "Cause I have a feeling some of this is tied to him as well." Really? And I had never even put that as a thought in my mind that some mm. of the things that I was going through was based on the fact that I did not know him. I just uh, had memories of him. Right. And I kind of was like, no, I had <laughs> not put any credence into that like no, no, at no. all. And then she was like, no, you should. And um, oh, so she pushed you to meet your dad. She didn't push me to it. She suggested, right. suggested it. it. And then after she said it, I was like, you know what? It actually does make sense. But then I also knew that I needed to tell somebody what this secret that I had been holding for mm-hmm. so long was. And um, I was in my dorm room one day and I was like, yo, I got to call somebody. I need to tell somebody. And the one person that I could call was my older cousin. Um, she's five, four or five years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like two o'clock in the morning oh my gosh and i called her and i knew she would answer the phone when i called and she answered Mm -hmm. and she was like what is the matter and i was like i gotta tell you something and when i told her she just she didn't say anything for a second she took a deep breath and she was like okay and she was like well I don't mean to dismiss what you're saying, but you're not the only one. Oh, wow. And it became a thing where we were like, Oh, what does that mean? (laughs) Wait, what? And come to find out I was not the only one. There were others that had had the same issue with this person. And so, you know, in finding that out, 
it gave me comfort, but then also scared me because I was like, if we were victims of this person, mm-hmm. who else was well, a victim yeah. of this person that we don't know or had they haven't said anything? So that was one thing that also gave me pause. But what it did also was when you tell a secret, mm-hmm. it kind of frees you. Yeah. And it gave me like I felt like a little weight came off. Good. Yeah. Right. And then when I got academically suspended, I almost felt like that was also a relief because yeah. I was like, oh, I don't have to worry to about t- I don't have to worry about school. I don't have to worry about anything, at least for one semester. All I got to do is sit one semester out and I'll be all right. I'll be all right. And when it got closer to my birthday is when I had like the crisis actually got worse. Mm. The closer I got to my birthday and that's when I popped up missing for a couple of weeks. You can't pop up missing, Tasha. I popped up missing. You can't. You can't. You know. So, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was one of the things like in, in adulting, like these existential crises that crises or crisis that you have, it, it doesn't pop. It doesn't like come like with warning signs. Oh, no. It doesn't come with um um uh how to manual. You kind of have to figure it out as you move through it and hope that you are, you're making the best decisions for the next steps in your life. I don't know. Um I spent a year staring at my living room walls. I would go to work and I would come home and I would just sit on the couch. I wouldn't watch TV. Mm-hmm. I don't think I played any music. I might have just like scrolled through social media, but I definitely spent like a year on my couch, mm-hmm. like just trying to figure my life out and what did I do and how did they get here? Mm-hmm. But like nobody, nobody tells you or warns you no. or like no. says and, this is going to happen to but, you. But as I, some people take it a certain way though. People are like, oh, you disappeared. Where you been? And some people will no. actually check on you. And right. that's when I noticed like, okay, these are my friends. These are my people. The people I know who were here for me during this time are the people that I stick close to still. Right. So I don't know, but people, yeah, no I, one prepares you for that. I think during that time, the friend that allowed me to stay in her apartment, mm-hmm. we have a very strange relationship. To this day, but it's our, yours. it is. It's, 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 it is ours. No, um, no. We have a strange relationship, but um, she knew enough about me at the time and who I was as a person at the time to know, like, to give me space. Yeah. To to figure it out, and she would ask questions during the time and. As I got to places, right? She didn't. She never tried to force me to say anything or, you know, be anything. She just was like, "Okay, this is where this is where you are right now." Like, well, what do you think about this? Have you You thought about this? Dangerous though. I've I've learned to figure out who the people who are dangerous to me are. People who try to force you to speak and people who try to force you to be a certain way. Like I said, I dated like I said it before. Like I dated somebody who said like the real you shows up when you're angry. Mm-hmm. So they would like try to coerce me into like positions where I would be angry and then blame me for showing myself and knowing that I was this angry person and then like give me a reason to like desert me. And I was like, that mm-hmm. you're dangerous. You should probably get away from me. Right. <laughs> I should probably get far away from you. Right. And I, anybody I, that's going to try to like, I guess, agitate you in a position like that is not good for you. Yeah. She, she never, she never allowed herself. I don't know if she allowed herself or is she just, knew enough not to to be and do and all the things yeah so you know it, it was a situation where she just let me be in that space and didn't demand anything of me is it 